0: I am a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship to alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. Now I help women just like you from around the world do the same with my one-on-one private coaching program. In this podcast, we will explore my revolutionary approach to getting alcohol out of your way that breaks all the rules, life-enhancing tools that make not drinking exciting and joyful, and the profound and sacred journey that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. This show is not a substitution for rehabilitation, medical treatment, or advice, so please talk to a medical professional if your alcohol consumption is at risk to your mental or physical health. Now on with the show. Hello, my beautiful listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Stop Drinking and Start Living. I hope that you're well and wonderful. If you were celebrating Easter or spring, I hope that you had a lovely day with the shift of the seasons changing. And, you know, you can look at it from any perspective, religious or otherwise, but there is a reemergence of spirit, of self, right? Even with the snow on the ground, the earth herself is still warming and in her process of change. And you can kind of see signs of it if you pay attention. That's one of the things that I wanted to talk about on the show today. If you are new to the show, welcome. It's so nice to have you. We had a really great response to the last episode with Victoria, and I'm really excited to see what shows up as far as collaborations for who else I want to bring on the show. I've done a couple interviews recently, so I'm excited for those to get released so that I can offer them to my audience Um, If you are new to the show, I would definitely recommend going back and either listening to the first few episodes so you can really understand the framework of the mindful awareness approach that I take to changing your relationship to alcohol and also solving any other problem that you have in life. Also on my website, marywagstaffcoach.com is access to the masterclass for those same five shifts to find freedom, evolve, and awaken to and from alcohol. Um, So the way that I see it is alcohol kind of creates this illusion of possibility. And as we grow and change, it becomes an unwelcomed thing. But because of the habitual nature of it and also the pleasure response in the body and the collective conscious story about alcohol, it becomes this kind of scary change rather than a welcomed opportunity and it's a it's really important to understand that framework because it's also a framework where you can literally solve every problem and you'll you know there might be words that i use like with the witness um possibility and just like the idea between fear and love which are two you know opposite kind of sides of the spectrum of emotion but they really look at the you know kind of Lack mentality versus abundance mentality, and when we are living and making decisions from the ego, which is usually from habit, we make decisions based on the the familiar past or um, you know the predictable future based on our evidence that we've generated and so we're kind of in in this limited constricted place, which is where alcohol keeps us. Rather than love, wow, growth, possibility, seeing things more from neutral, from the other person, validating one's own personal experience, right? Um, I have this really cute little calendar someone gave me, and you can look it up. I'll try to remember to put it in the show notes. I stand for love.com. And every day there's a little message, and today's message is, You are a creative genius. And I love this idea because your brain and the way that you see the world is so unique that with the haze of alcohol over it the the genius that you are, the expression of your you know your unique interpretation of solving problems of seeing things from a new light, even just for yourself, is really being limited by the experience of alcohol I mean, think about the last time alcohol has ever blown your mind, surprised you, just been this like. Wow, alcohol, you're such an amazing experience. Like that hasn't happened ever. And if if you did have an amazing experience, it was just the circumstances in which you were drinking or you may have kind of diluted it and missed a lot of it because of alcohol. The thing that I really would I really like to impress upon my listeners and my clients is Alcohol is a circumstance. It is a neutral fact out into the world that you have no control over. But what you do have control over is your interpretation of it, what you choose to think about it and how you want it to be a role in your life. It is not required. But when you you think that alcohol is something that you can control, that this next time it'll be different you're fooling yourself and so you the first step is to really come to terms with alcohol is a liquid in a bottle that is a neurotoxin that creates an unnatural pleasure response in the body that is habitual in nature that will have the same effects over and over and over again you cannot change the components of what alcohol does it affects in in, in takes, has an imbalance in all of the systems of the body. And this doesn't say that it's good or bad. Like that's totally, it is what it is. But if it's not getting you the results that you want, then you have to lead with your intention. Why, why are you choosing to drink? Right. And then, you know, going even deeper when it comes to a very specific circumstance, you know, if you're going to a gathering or a party, what's your intention for being there? Is it just to drink? Or is there so much else there that you can experience if you focus on the other circumstances present for you and really open into your field of awareness? Alcohol is a circumstance of life that you cannot change. You can only change your beliefs about it. And so you can decide right now, you might think, I love alcohol, but that doesn't have to be your belief forever. That is a choice. So if you want to believe something new about alcohol in your life, that it's irrelevant, that it doesn't matter, that you're over it, that you've been there, done that, that it's kind of boring, you can believe that. I'm empowering you to believe that. And it might feel a little scary thinking about the future without alcohol, But you know what that future looks like, right? You know exactly what it's going to look like because it has the same results again and again and again and again. But you don't know what your future looks like without it. And on the other side of it, especially when you're not holding on and living into deprivation and focusing on what you're missing, because you know what you're missing. You're missing a dissociative experience where you're not fully present. Like that's literally all you're missing. But you don't know what's possible for you you don't know about your creative genius that's been that's waiting to be expressed about the the goddess the divine feminine rising inside of you who is she at this moment in time and how does she want to be expressed into the world you don't know who you are without alcohol you were probably a very young woman when you started drinking you are much different than that girl that started drinking So what's possible and what does she need from you? There is a part of that version of your younger self that didn't get validated, whose emotions didn't get felt, who maybe acted in ways that she didn't want to. And there's no regret or shame, but there is taking and honoring who you are now and going to meet that part of yourself and saying, hey, it might look a little scary moving forward into the future but we know what alcohol looks like and we know that it's not going to change. But on the other side of moving through the resistance of change is the doorway to possibility. And that's what I wanted to talk about today is really, you know, what's behind the urge? What's behind the fear when we grow in life, in general, we will meet resistance because we are changing. Things that once worked for us, right? Alcohol wasn't always a problem for you. But what I want to invite is that Every area of your life that is a quote unquote problem now that wasn't once, right? You can think about intimate relationships or, you know, how quickly our children change and like there's like new problems like every few months, right? And I'm gonna, I'm using these in quotes because circumstances out of your control are only problems if you decide they are. It is your interpretation of it. My invitation is that problems are a portal to possibility when you are met with resistance when you are met with a trigger of any kind it means further investigation required what about this op- this situation this circumstance this dynamic is not you know meshing is not melding well who what's going on right so you get the opportunity to take a step back To say, what's underneath this anger or this frustration or this stress? There's misunderstanding or um, sometimes there's that, that feeling of being invalidated or just fear of who, what happens when I sit with my own thoughts. I haven't spent much time doing that, right? Who am I? if i'm not constantly distracted um and really the only thing that's going to happen is that you experience a sensation in the body and so what's happening now and you might be buffering in other ways besides just alcohol is your brain has gotten so used to responding to heightened sensation which are usually heightened emotion for the good and the bad, excitement and anxiety, right? It's gotten used to responding. As soon as it feels that heightened sensation in the body, it feels threatened. It thinks it's needing to protect itself. So it jumps into survival mode, that fight, flight, or freeze. And where it immediately goes to is alcohol to dissociate. In a way, emotion now is a trauma response, all emotion. So it immediately wants to dissociate. And that's why I say heal, awaken, and evolve from alcohol. Because in so many ways, the relationship that we have with alcohol is a little violent and it is and it is traumatic in the same way that the actual trauma happens in the body where we're not validated, where we're not feeling safe, where we're not feeling in control. And, you know, all you can do is grow your awareness. Like you if you didn't know, you didn't know. Now, you know, I'm telling you. So there's no like, oh my God, I should have known that. now. like just like you shouldn't know how to work Zoom. Like that's not a human requirement, right? So... But now, you know, right? So now you can see that you're responding to life and the sensations in your body and the emotions through this cognitive behavior patterning and this pattern of reactivity. Oh my gosh, this is something's gone wrong here. Even like I said, if it's a positive emotion, I need to to drink, right? The first response is drink. And What we can do in that moment is we can pause. And until we start to pause to investigate and inquire further, you will just continue the same pattern, right? And so there's a habitual pattern in that unless you pause to step into the witness, to step into that place of what the heck is really going on here? We've been doing this long enough, right? Like without shame, without judgment, without any other interpretation, let's just take a step back. So for example, this is kind of outside of the realm of alcohol, our relationships. And this is just like a personal story. I have been with my partner, it will be eight years this coming summer. And so we've been together for seven years. And things are a lot different than when we first met, right? We didn't have a child. We didn't have a mortgage. We were both drinking. We were both partying. Um, I wasn't even coaching then. There's just like we lived in the city, now we live in the country. There wasn't a pandemic, like, there's so many different things. I'm a completely different version of myself. My father just sent me a picture of us (laughs) in Aruba partying, and I was like, Oh my gosh, like, no. Um, anyway you know, whatever, it was just a time. And so there's been a lot of ways, you know, his brain and my brain have adjusted to interpret these different, the changes in the circumstances of our lives. Right. And so in, in that there has been a lot of changes in the way in which we communicate what we want out of life, um, just change. Right. And because I practice mindful awareness and, you know, self-observation without judgment, it doesn't mean that it's like I'm the most graceful and gracious of partners all the time. Of course not. But he was going like a couple months ago, I was having some emotional things that I just needed some space for to really bring in some more joy and just to hold space for myself for some just like kind of depression. Just it was just a thing, right? I was kind of at my um my tolerance level with isolation and I needed to to readjust and bring in some new healing modalities and kind of get out of the house a little bit. And um he was just going through some stuff with some personal changes he was making with his business and his own personal health and well-being and it, you know, it it affects the way in which he was showing up for our family but it wasn't personal it wasn't about me and there was a couple times of conflict where we were like you know standing across the room not making intentional conversation but instead of saying you know oh we're having problems like things aren't working I was like no 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 Do you want to agree that there's a forum that needs to happen that we need to, you know, to sit down and kind of just see where we're at, right? Are the expectations that we've had for for each other, the roles that we've played, the duties that we've kind of just done naturally – are they the same? What do we want? What do we want to invite in? What? What's changed? Um, what dreams did we have about this property together that we don't really have anymore that we might just want to put on, you know, take off of the to-do list so it's not kind of rolling around with disappointment? And so we did that, you know, as when everyone was ready to sit at the table and we kind of just waited, just kind of shelved everything and not made it a problem. And then we came together and we cleared up so much and we set an intention. And that was what I really wanted to express today on this show is if you can lead your life with your heart's intention for the underlying reason that you're doing something. You can step out of your ego. You can stop making it all about you and what you're getting or not getting and what everyone thinks about you. And you can really solve conflict. You can solve problems. You can expand into emotion because you're open to possibility. When we lead with our Um, reaction are those patterns of reactivity about what it means about us because things aren't the way that they used to be. And oh my gosh, I can't believe things are changing. Then we get into that survival mode and there's no space. We shut down. Our heart shuts down. We don't offer compassion for ourselves. Definitely don't offer compassion for the other person. And there's no room for growth. Now you can say, but I hate change and change isn't good. And if that's the case, then you should probably just take a nap and turn off the TV because change is the only constant. The earth is constantly changing. You're responding to it differently every year that you move around the sun And it's a beautiful thing. It can be such a welcomed, invited thing. I mean, think about some of the struggles that you had as a teenager or like, you know, when you first got out of college or early years with, you know, an old partner or, you know, all the things. It's like, do you want to really go back to that place? Like, no. Like, if we don't change, we don't grow. We stay in the same place. And that's why alcohol, if you're listening to this, Trust me, alcohol is just the catalyst for skyrocketing your potential. I I can't express this enough. I can't express how I see my clients thrive and grow beyond the story of alcohol. It's so minuscule, it's so minute. And right now it feels big and heavy, and that's totally normal. But when you kind of when you start to reexamine and deconstruct the story of alcohol, it's like, why was I ever like that concerned about it? It ends up being really not that big of a deal the urges might seem really strong right now and you're all wrapped up in this story in your head but this is the power of pause the power of curiosity what is beyond this story there's got to be more and the reason that you can know and trust that there's more is because there is a woman just like you who has moved beyond alcohol where the story has just become a thing of the past, where it was like, yeah, I used to drink soda and play video games as a kid and I just don't do that anymore, right? Like I don't, that's not my thing. And that's good, that's change, that's growth, right? And it's not like you have to next level and do some crazy thing and be known for something. And like, no, you have to evolve into expanding The possibility that happiness is available to you now and in every single moment. And that when conflict arises inside of you or in your circumstances in your life, looking at it as an opportunity also for change and for growth, as a potential for a portal of possibility. Like I was thinking, you know, Matthew and I started our relationship as best friends. We were best friends for like the first year. And I even asked him about like, his brother, his brother at the time was single. I was like, Hey, what about your brother? And, um, you know, he quickly won my heart because he's just a, he's a creative genius. And I hadn't really spent time with many people in those days that were like actually creative. And that was so attractive to me because he can knit a sweater and build a house and he's just awesome. And he was a dad and I thought he would be a great dad. So there was, um, kind of a lot of like kind of practicalities, although I was attracted to him. But now that we've really built this beautiful life for ourselves, we always call each other, say, um, um, ideas and abilities. Like I come up with the ideas and then he knows how to execute them and we go together. It's like, but yeah, th- sometimes there's like this liminal space. And so what I did is he really needed some emotional space for himself he's like I don't even know how I feel right now about like life and I'm like dude just take your time I'm here I'm your friend I love you like whatever I like this is a this is a partnership beyond you know our romance right like I'm here for you for unconditional love no matter if I live with you forever or not and like that's the that's the opportunity for unconditional love so I I'm so fortunate that I have this beautiful studio where my office is and where I practice yoga and all my other things. And it's kind of been my dream come true. And I was renting it for a while, but because of the winter and isolation, I'm like, I just want the studio for myself. So I stayed over here for a few nights and I didn't make it mean anything. It was actually really awesome because I got to get right up because there's a bedroom and I got to get right up and, um, work and do all of my stuff like right in the same space um and just kind of give a little bit of breathing room and what came out of it was so beautiful it just really gave it really um kind of lightened the burden of their it needing to look a certain way you know and I think that That alcohol is right in line with even what the idea of a nuclear family looks like. And I've probably talked about this on the show. Um, You know, why? Like, as long as it serves you and you're happy, the only problem is because you are deciding that it's a problem, right? Um, I've heard so many people say, we have our own separate bedrooms and like we come together and it was so awesome. Like when I went back to sleep in our bed, I was like, Hey, like it just felt, it felt new and welcomed. And it had only been like a few nights and it was just so sweet. And I had gotten all this really beautiful self-care time. And I was, I had extra time in the morning, like waking up and, you know, doing my Reiki and meditation and, and that, those kinds of things. Um, And like, who doesn't want their own bedroom? I always kind of think that it's weird, you know, when I put Emmett to bed and then I share this room, although I love cuddling and snuggling and all the other intimate fun things you get to do as adults. But, you know, like, yeah, I want my own room, of course, like I want my own space. And I think that the idea that something is wrong because of that is just a story like everything else. Um, You know, even when families end up not, you know, not being in a nuclear family together, the outcome is for happiness, right? The story is an option and that's true for everything that you do in life, for your work, for your relationships, for alcohol, most importantly. But because alcohol is so heavy, it's like this such this ingrained story and it's at every single turn that you take. So when you finally see beyond that illusion, it's it's easier to see it in other areas, um, and the things that have opened up for me on the other side of alcohol have been my beliefs about money and what it means to talk about money, what it means to talk about um, relationships and the dynamic of relationships, parenting, health, body image, all sorts of things, you know, racism, um literally every single subject, it's like, what is possible? What am I not seeing? And now with Matthew and I specifically, I really feel like there's so much room for us to redefine our roles and kind of go beyond and have just the next seven years be just like really wild and dive more into our intimacy, like our sexual intimacy that wasn't, hasn't always been you know, a huge part of our relationship because um, we have everything else. Like, so let's just go have fun and adventures and see how we can support each other. Right. And my business is growing and his business is doing amazing. Emma is healthy. Ozzy is healthy. We have like everything that we need right now. And I think from that place, when things are unexpected and tragedy strikes, right. And I use that term loosely too. It's like, we will be better equipped to handle it, to look past the initial implications and into, into possibility, into how can we show up for this from resilience and strength and courage and groundedness and not turn to alcohol, to dissociate, to check out, to pretend like it's not happening, right? You have to accept the nature of reality of what is in front of you. You don't have to consent to it, but you have to accept it right? And then you have to understand what you have control over, which are your emotions and your thoughts and your actions. And most importantly, can you lead with love? Can you choose love instead? And so that's when it comes back to pausing, understanding what your intention is and why, what's beyond the anger, what's beyond the fear, right? If there's another involved, seeing what's beyond their anger, what's beyond their fear, and really establishing a real intention and making sure that you understand what that is. And especially if there's another person involved, making sure that you're on the same page, because that might just be where you're both off. You know, like for me, I just kept saying, we need to find a better format for communication and just so that we have a baseline. And Matthew was just the Thought that I was saying I'm unhappy, <laughs> like about him, you know? And I was like, no, no, no. Like I want there to be a really safe container, just like the 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 way in which we meet, like the time that it's planned, that it's mutual, and then we can go from there. And so we just got really clear about our intention, and then we move from there. And this is something that you can ask yourself when you're having an urge, is like, yes. The body is expecting this right now because I'm having these sensations, um, you know, the body and mind are expecting this because I'm having these sensations, but what's beyond that? What are the, the layers, right? So you can just ask yourself why three times, really investigate, go deeper. And what is your heartfelt intention and how is alcohol in conflict with that, Right. Alcohol never supports anyone's heartfelt intentions. They're the ways that they want to be in the world. their their deep values. It's never supported that. I, if it supports yours, you send me some, send me a feedback. I would love to know because every time I do, you know, we evaluate intentions and the ways that people really want to show up in the world and who they want to be. Alcohol is always the opposite of that. The, the effects of alcohol, even on a small scale, are always the opposite of that. So it's like you have to choose to see it for what it is and stop making it just so important. Because it's like it's, it's taking up so much space and so much energy in your brain. And it's just a liquid in a bottle. It literally is. It's like if you just spent your whole day thinking about milk or soda, right? Like that's really all it is. And I want you to look at it like that. I want you to kind of take the emphasis off. Remove yourself from the cultural story that's just there because... Alcohol can control your mind, right? I mean, we see it is a habit-forming substance. We can see what happens in the collective conscious when we're bombarded with the same information again and again and again and again, right? It sticks. Look at the news. Look at the past year and the election and the pandemic. It's like fear, 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 fear. No, you are a creative genius. What's your truth? What are your heartfelt intentions? Where do you have problems now that are portals for possibility that alcohol is getting in the way of that you can't even see into because of alcohol? So decide on that, lead from the heart and move beyond the bottle. This is just the starting place Literally, it's just the beginning. You can't even imagine how much you are going to blow your mind. If you would like help with integrating this so that you can commit to a new way of life, because it doesn't happen overnight, right? We don't change our um, our patterns of reacting overnight. We have to be gentle with ourselves. There's a liminal space. We have to take time. But I would love to help you with that. So go on over to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, and you can sign up and schedule a call, and we can talk a little bit more about where you're at and where you want to be and how I can help you get there. You rock. Have an amazing day. Hey, if you are loving this podcast, you are definitely ready for the next step. I would love to invite you to learn my three shifts process to interrupt any craving and get you started on your journey to finding freedom from alcohol. All you need to do is click the link in the show notes or on my website, marywagstaffcoach.com to schedule a private call with me. You will leave the call with the tools for success and feeling confident and excited about entering into your new phase of life. And it's completely free to you. I look forward to connecting.